0: Back, listeners. This is the Fantasy Scape podcast. I am your host, James. I am brought to you via Apple iPhone because my laptop's not working for some reason. Uh, But I'm host. I'm I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. What's up, everyone? Michael. Hope everyone's having a great day. And Nick. Hey, how's it going? So today we're going to be continuing. I guess, series, I don't know what to call it, um, that we started last time. We're going to be going over the 2021 uh, uh, rookies. Uh, sorry, I didn't mention, we're going over the wide receivers Uh, this episode. So we're going to be going over the, the rookies and um, some buy lows and sell highs that we like, along with some wide receivers from... Um, the next couple draft classes that we're excited for. So, yeah. Now, before we start, um, I just want to know in general, what do you guys look for when you're trying to decide whether to put a high draft capital into a wide receiver? There's no, like, right answer for this. It's just kind of personal, I guess.
1: Uh I watch a lot of fantasy flock network and he always like talks about like what draft capital the team invests. So mm-hmm. like that's a really good indicator. Like personally, looking at someone like Jamar Chase, first receiver taken in the draft, he he's gonna get all the opportunity in the world, even if he has a bad rookie season. Um over someone like Rondale Moore, who I believe was taken in the second round. Um, that's just a good indicator. And then like also if they have a good QB and also what kind of role they're going to have. I mean, that's just like really all that yeah. really factors in for me.
2: I always look at what other uh, receives are already on the team. Yeah. Which I guess that's yeah, kind of like, what you put as when you were looking at the role, but that's always a good yeah, like thing to look, I look for.
3: How pass happy that team is. Uh, Cause like a team like the Patriots uh, who run the, run the ball a lot. Or maybe like the Washington football team. Uh they just there's just not enough targets to go around. Uh same with like maybe like the Ravens, which might be changing. But like an example uh nowadays would be like Jalen Waddle and Elijah Moore getting like tons of targets a game. Uh so like how Michael said, like less competition uh and more pass happy teams is really good, especially in PPR. Uh that's what I like to look into. Mm-hmm. I've, I kind of made a list in my head uh, while I was at work tonight
0: um, and've I've numbered this list in terms of importance and Alex hit on a lot of them in this list but my number one thing is obviously uh, involvement in the passing game aka volume you know you have to have <laughs> a good enough volume to be fantasy viable uh, Alex, Number two AG brown yeah uh number two is pretty obvious wide receiver talent you have to be good at as a wide receiver and kind of tied with that is uh passing efficiency or quarterback talent you want your wide receiver to be at least be tied to like an average quarterback like you don't want uh a Davis Mills throwing your guy the football. You don't like want a, a Jared Goofball. Yeah, Jared Goofball, or like a Taylor Heineke or something like that. You, you just you don't. It doesn't have to be an elite quarterback, but someone who can consistently
2: give them the ball. You want somebody at like at least a Kirk Cousins type of person or a Derek Carr or a Jimmy G.
0: Right, right. Um, and then number three. I have uh, quality of targets, which is kind of what you guys were talking about, like their role, I guess. In general, I'm looking for outside playmakers for my dynasty wide receivers. Like, I don't want slot receivers, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Because their value just is so dependent on volume. I mean, look at someone like Tyler Boyd, right? Like Mm -hmm. Tyler Boyd and like, 2018 I think he was like a top 10 fantasy wide receiver for a little bit but then you introduce those outside playmakers in T Higgins and Jamar Chase and now literally no one wants Tyler Boyd on their dynasty rosters so I I think the type of wide receiver is often overlooked Mm -hmm. Um, and then fourth Alex mentioned this uh Team investment, whether it's draft capital, guaranteed money, whatever. That's what I look for. Those are my
4: four criteria, I guess.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And if you'll notice, Justin Jefferson
0: ticks every box. So that's why he's the undisputed wide receiver one.
3: But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that jefferson's the undisputed wide receiver one i used to have a little bit of there for with chase uh and i guess after the last game like you can make an argument for chase uh, that connections back with probably like justin jefferson is having like the best start maybe like odell's is better but like two-year start of a wide receivers career like i think we've ever seen like he's so good
0: yeah no no dispute there i mean he could. He should have had like forty-five fantasy points against the Steelers. Oh my god! He like he was inches away from like three touch, three more touchdowns, and <laughs> yeah, it made me a little sad watching that. He's had but,
1: Kirk Cousins at QB. Imagine if he got an elite QB.
3: That would be
2: fun. <laughs> I think Kirk Cousins is actually having like a pretty good year, but like he's having a pretty year, amazing year. Because what year. what's his a uh, TD to INT ratio? Like ten. Yeah, some, it's like kind of crazy.
3: He also has a. I think he's like the third best graded quarterback right now. Yeah, but the thing is,
2: you don't know what Kirk Cousins you're getting that day. I, I think he's been pretty consistent this year. Year this after year, I, year after year, nobody is something hates we him more, more than
3: Vikings fans, though. It's I don't want to get funny. that though.
2: Like, they don't have a terrible QB, so they I just don't know why they're so angry.
0: I think just because of the nature of the league, like, if you don't have an elite quarterback whenever you have a bad game on offense, you just
2: automatically blame your quarterback. Kind of like how uh, all of Philly said that Hurts uh, was bad after that one bad game earlier this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Carson Wentz was the problem last year.
0: anyway uh speaking of well we, we mentioned his name a while ago but speaking of jamar chase uh we're gonna be going over the 2021 rookies and this is a absolutely historic rookie class like not since like 2014 have we seen rookie wide receivers come into the nfl and and do what a lot of these guys are doing. You got guys like Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddell, um, I think Kyle Pitts, and maybe Devontae Smith are all on pace to get a uh, 1,000-plus yards in a year, which may be a record, I'm not sure. But just ridiculously like young receivers just balling out, and you love to see it so I mean the number one wide receiver from this class Jamar Chase I mean not much to say about Jamar he's in my opinion the clear wide receiver two in Dynasty I get it there's going to be some variance game to game but we saw what he can be through the first seven weeks which is like possibly like the most explosive uh playmaker at the wide receiver position this side of Tyreek Hill. it's just ridiculous what him and burrow can do together when they're clicking any more thoughts on uh jamar chase
3: i, I think
1: there oh you go. go oh i was just gonna say i agree with james um I just feel like a lot of people are really hard on these rookie receivers. So, like, when Jamar Chase has those down weeks, they just, like, some people overreact too much. And, like, really, that comes down to game scripting. And also, you got to remember, he's a rookie. He's not going to catch every, like, like well, it was a touchdown pass that Burrow threw two weeks ago. But, like, I know a lot of people are mad about that. But, like, he's not going to catch every single one of those in his rookie year so. There's, he's going to have to develop a little bit, and I think that he is the clear number two receiver. He's just so explosive, like you said.
3: Yeah. yeah. And if you look at the film, like, he's open on a lot more plays than, like, there. you'll just look back at the film, and there'll be so many plays where, like, oh, if Burr looked there, Jamar Chase is wide open uh, for, like, a touchdown or something. I saw, like, two or three from just the 49ers game alone. Uh, and... I think the reason why Jamar Chase had, like, a four-week slump is because teams are just playing a bunch of cover two against the Bengals, and I feel like Zach Taylor just has no idea. I don't know. I'm not, like, entirely sure he knows what cover two is. (laughs) Uh, I feel like you you could tell me that I would not be surprised. But uh, I, I I read an article about it, and basically he's being clouded, and the way you beat that, and like what the what Justin Jefferson does, and what Devontae Adams does, uh, is they'll move him into the slot. And they'll just move him around. Same with Cooper Cup. And the Bengals like kind of just have started been doing that. Uh, And Jamar Chase even said to himself he just wants to be moved around so that you can't get doubled. Uh, And I think like once I really think that that like four week slump is just that's not a thing people should worry about. Like. I think this is might be the perfect time to buy Jamar Chase if people are worried about that. Well, now that Jalen Waddle's the big name. Mm-hmm. This is probably yeah, can... the
1: lowest his value will be
0: Yeah,
3: ever. Yeah. If you can trade Waddle for Chase, that would be pretty... Uh... I'd do like, if I could get Waddle in a second for Chase, or the other way around, trade Waddle in a second for Chase, I would do that instantly. Oh my god. And I think that's probably fair value according to a lot of people right now.
0: Well, speaking of Jalen Waddle, he is, I think he was the second wide receiver off the board for most uh, dynasty uh, rookie drafts. He's looked, uh, I mean, if Jamar Chase just were erased, uh, he would probably be the best rookie, uh, wide receiver at least yeah I mean, he's looked really good uh, mm-hmm. playing mostly in the slot um but I don't think that's necessarily a knock on his talent to play outside. I just think Miami has such a poor offensive line that they have to throw little short quick passes every throw, and obviously putting your best player in the slot is uh the best for that uh, so. Yeah, I, I really like what Jalen Waddle's doing, um, and I think as both Tua and the offense in general uh, improves, I think uh, you're going to see more of that, uh, you know, downfield playmaking ability that we saw in Alabama from Waddle.
1: Yeah. It, you- well, you kind of touched on it. Like, they clearly t- trust him It was like, their best, like, playmaker. He's, like, I was looking at player profiler. He's number two in routes run and number five in targets and number two in receptions across all receivers. That was heading into this week, so it might be a little different, but that's, like, pretty crazy for a rookie receiver.
3: What's right. interesting, though, is that he is number two in routes. And, I mean, that might be good. Well first of all, why does Miami have anybody out number two in routes? Like they I guess they don't have anybody to run the football. Like it maybe this is why Tua like breaks his ribs every other game. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. But uh I feel like the amount of routes he has run is slightly a concern because if you look at his yards per route, it's the forty fourth highest. I don't know I feel like he gets enough targets where it just doesn't matter. But, like, if you look at somebody like Jamar Chase uh, and look at his yards per out, he is the 10th highest at 2.47. And that's actually also because he runs out with three wide receivers uh, and most and a lot of teams only have two. But so it's like a little concerning for me, but I still think he's a great wide receiver. So I'm not like that pressed about it. I think his value is a little higher than what it, it should be at the moment. I'm not buying like Jalen Waddle high right now, but I do think that he will be a great fantasy asset for a long time. He does remind me of Tyreek. Like I know everybody just pulls out speed, but like how Miami's using him and putting him in this like halfway between the slot uh, and just letting him not have to beat press or anything and just kind of like letting him run around and get like yards after catch. Uh, and I think he's a really talented route runner. Uh, so I do see the comparison between the two just beyond more than beyond speed. My only concern with Jalen Waddle is
0: that he's kind of eating off of volume right now. Um, you guys were looking at some, what was it, fantasy points per target uh,
4: metric while I was gone, I think, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um
0: but I, uh, so when Miami eventually brings in more playmakers, you kind of wonder what's going to happen there. But
4: like I said, I think he can replace some of the volume with downfield efficiency. So I'm not worried too much.
3: Yeah, I just haven't seen that downfield yet. I'm not going to like call Tua a noodle arm or anything because <laughs> no quarterback's a noodle arm, third NFL quarterback. But, like his lack of passing the ball downfield is a concern uh, for that long-range threat. Like obviously, fantasy-wise, like I think people would love if Waddle just stayed exactly how he is. But uh, if what, like how you said, if they make like what was his name, like Preston Williams or something, if they use more or like Miles Gaskin more in the passing game, uh, and maybe they get like Will Fuller back and stuff like that. Like when more of these people come into the offense like he's not going to be able to demand a really high target share and it's not like he has he he doesn't actually have like that high of a target share uh he's targeted per route on 25 percent of routes which is the 27th most so i think a lot of his volume the crazy amount of his volume is just because he's run the second most routes and that's not sustainable per year. I'm not going to go out of my way and say that Justin, like Jalen Wall is a complete bust or anything because of that. I do just think that like if you can sell him this high right now, I would be doing that because he's kind of just at peak, I think. He's valued at wide
0: receiver six right now, which is above
4: uh, guys like... Uh, Kind of random. Keep trade cut. Nice. Thank you, Keep Trade
0: Cut. Uh he's above guys like Cooper Cup. He's above AJ
4: Brown. I don't like that. Um, DK Metcalf. Uh, those types of wide receivers. Um I I, I think around wide receiver twelve ish is
0: probably fair for Waddle right now. Uh so yeah, if you can capitalize off of wide receiver six value, I- I'd be looking to do
4: that. Um, any more thoughts on Waddle? No, I think we
0: Moving on, we have Devonte Smith, I believe, is the wide receiver three off the board. Uh, it's been an up and down season for Smith, but he's definitely shown the route running prowess. Um, yeah, that that he showed in in college. Uh, it the QB situation for Philadelphia has just been hit or miss, I guess, throughout the season. Um, I don't really have too much thoughts on Smith. There's not really a lot to talk about. There's been some good moments. There's been some bad moments. Just kind of a normal rookie year for a wide receiver, I would say.
3: In a way, he kind of reminds me of the exact opposite of, like, Jalen Waddle's current, like, situation. Kind of like how Waddle's kind of like a target hog that, like, relies on efficiency, or not on efficiency, but on volume. Like, Devontae Smith is, like, kind of getting, like, and he's not getting out-targeted by them, but, like, Quez Watkins and Jalen Regger are taking a lot of his targets, and I just don't know how you can how you can do that if you're the Eagles. Like in Devonte Smith and is regular,
0: making, <laughs> like, never receive another target in any offense ever again.
3: Uh, get that man out of the league. Uh, but like, one thing that surprised me about Devonte Smith is his like downfield ability and his contested catch ability. Like, he he contests catches like way too good for somebody who's only like one seventy five.
4: Yeah, he plays much bigger than he actually is. And the good thing with Smith is like that you were you were uh, saying
0: this, like even if the Eagles decide to draft another wide receiver, it's not going to impact him that much because like you said he's he's pretty much being really efficient with the targets he's getting, and efficiency year to year as a wide receiver like good efficiency is usually pretty sticky year to year um so if he can just continue to grow in that offense, even if they bring some more talent in, I'm not worried about Smith. They still, you know, 10th overall pick is significant draft capital,
4: and they're not going to move off Smith anytime soon, anytime soon. Yeah, I feel like,
1: I don't know, if I'm a Devontae Smith holder, I'm not worried at all, like you said. I. Yeah once they get their QB situation figured out, it'll be much better. And like you said, he's been pretty efficient. And he's showing like, a. I feel like the high moments are definitely more than the low moments for him.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think people see like what Jamar chase is doing and what like, uh, Justin Jefferson and like, I guess Jalen Waddle are doing and they're like, if my rookie wide receiver isn't doing that, uh, it, it, it's not good. But I mean, he's having a good wide, re- good rookie wide receiver season. Like, mm-hmm. This is this is pretty good. It's not. It's definitely not anything to worry about. Yeah, but I honestly think, think it being, can only
3: go up for him.
0: Yeah, I think people are just being a bit of a. Recency bias, I guess, with all the just ridiculous young wide receiver seasons we've seen the past couple years. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, The next one, this one kind of hurts a little bit. I talked about this guy all summer. Uh, And then he gets placed on the IR, but Elijah Moore. Oh, I love this guy so much. but. You know, just unfortunate injury. He was right just at,
1: starting to break out too.
0: He was doing so well. Yeah. Tough. He was like the wide he was like the wide receiver three or something since like week seven. Like
2: I don't overall. think anybody's
3: I don't think anybody's more upset than me who traded for him specifically to contend with him. I traded AJB. Uh, for Elijah Moore and Brandon Cooks and with James and uh, I still like that trade I still like that trade but I could really it, use it, Elijah Moore as I contend
0: it definitely it made sense at the time you know, I, yeah obviously yeah, I mean, no one knew then that he he even got injured yeah I had Elijah or I still have Elijah Moore and like I think I literally had him in every league I was in like including redraft um. Then obviously I sold him to Nick Because I was like In case this guy gets injured And then Classic James curse I guess I don't know it, Immediately after I trade a player They just get injured Uh, But this does increase your Buying window for Elijah Moore Go out and try to buy him please This is a really, really talented, like, I'm talking, like, elite playmaker. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what he was doing with the quarterbacks he was playing with was quite honestly ridiculous. Like, I, I, I haven't seen, like, someone this, like, compactly strong and, like, Able to make ridiculous catches like he does since, like, Antonio Brown. Like, he's that level of talent. Not saying he's as good as Antonio Brown, but he's that type of wide receiver.
3: I do like the Antonio Brown comp. I think yeah. Moore's a bit faster. I, I think Antonio Brown's a bit stronger, but Elijah yeah. Moore's actually pound for pound. He's a really strong. Uh, but one thing that I've heard about Elijah Moore that makes him really good is he's really good at reading coverages and just finding open zones. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, like, really his best skill. And I think that, like, if you follow reception perception, like, all the breakout wide receivers, like, that's the best trait, like, to go off of. Mm-hmm. And especially if this person's, like, physically gifted and can win in man coverage and press as well. Like, that's definitely something you want to invest in. And for fantasy, if it's somebody on a pass-happy offense that's, like, only trending upwards, like, yeah, that's definitely something you want to buy low. Yeah.
0: I mean, he was just uncoverable, like, ever since, like, the Jets' bye week. like there, I mean, there's just so many highlights of him just getting, like, wide open. So, a little tough to see him uh, go down, but, again, increases the buy window.
1: Definitely go buy him. There's going to be a lot of people undervaluing him right now.
4: Can't wait to hear how Elijah Moore is injury-prone in the (laughs) offseason.
0: All right, next up we got uh, Rashad Bateman, Shoddy B. uh, Had a really good game against the Cleveland Browns. I don't really know what happened to Rashad Bateman. But whenever he's on the field, he is producing at a really good level. But for some reason, the Ravens just didn't want to play him. Like, for a, a short stretch there, and it was really confusing.
3: Yeah, I own Rashad Bateman in pretty much every single league. So my, my mental health relies on uh, Rashad Bateman usage. Uh one thing that's a little scary, I think he's like a really good player. I what we saw like yesterday, how he can just go deep and win, uh a little pushy, but I he's just such a good receiver. The only problem is like he's kind of the third weapon, like maybe he'll become a better receiver than Marquise Brown, but right now Brown's that number one receiver. And then you have Mark Andrews, who's the tight end, possibly the best tight end in football right now. Uh, he's the third best weapon on kind of a run first team. And I don't know who the third, the other best third best weapon on a run first team is like fantasy relevant. So like, that's it might take I Ayuk.
5: Ayuk,
3: who, Oh, that's true. That's true. Iuke is producing. I'll give you that one. So that's my only concern with him. And I don't, I think for dynasty, Like we get too caught up in the now. I think Mm -hmm. in Dynasty, unless you're contending, just let the talent win out because he'll be 24 and maybe that offense is completely changed uh, in like a few years. But I wouldn't be doing anything drastic with Rashad Bateman. I would, I do think he's a good buy. He just does look super talented. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah. I find it
0: really interesting or I guess confusing that the Ravens decided not to play him too much because as of recently, Lamar Jackson has kind of struggled passing the football and Mm -hmm. they brought Rashad Bateman in to kind of eliminate some of those, uh, I guess, uh, errors I guess from Lamar Jackson because he's so good at like getting open and um, contested catch situations. So I, I really don't know why the Ravens weren't playing him more. I it's really perplexing. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. He's a first round pick too.
0: Yeah, they were playing guys like Devin Duvernay and Sammy Watkins over him, which. I, I'd far be it for me to question, you know, coaching decisions. Uh, but that seems really dumb to me, uh, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I don't know if there's any chance he still has, like, lingering injury issues. And the, I would, I think it is, I think that maybe, I think there was, like, a few times he either dropped it or maybe there was, like, a fumble. There was something that happened that, like, the Ravens, like, kinda benched him and just like wouldn't let him start for a bit I think that's so stupid when teams do that like I think Urban Meyer did that to James Robinson and he should just get fired but uh <laughs> I there's zero reason why Sammy Watkins should take over Rashad Bateman unless Rashad Bateman is just dead tired yeah and
0: right. he he you know. is the most reliable receiver they have like I mean, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews are phenomenal players, but, I mean, they're they're inconsistent at best. Like, Mark Andrews has a, has a known drop issue. Marquise Brown has probably dropped, like, eight touchdowns this year. Yeah. And, I mean, Rashad Bateman was brought in to be that guy that Lamar can look at to make the big play when needed. And they just weren't giving him the opportunity to do that.
3: Which... And you saw the last game where, like, you just put the ball in Rashad Bateman's hands, you just chuck it deep left, and he's gonna make the play. And what I think the Ravens should do in the short term is they're kind of like their O lines just completely destroyed. I think they really do just have to go like that quick game and just let That's Rashad true. Bateman get open and just keep getting, like, five, seven-yard chunks. Kind of like how Jalen Waddle is. Yeah. That's what I think in the short term for a bit. I think the long term when the Ravens get healthy again, it's going to be, like, a completely different offense, though. And we saw Lamar throw it,
0: like, more than he normally does. And he looked pretty good earlier in the season. Or maybe it's the offensive line injuries or maybe, uh, you know, Lamar just having a slump or Bateman not being on the field. But, I mean, we saw it work with all three pass catchers. I, I, I just really don't know what the Ravens are doing, to be honest. Any more thoughts no. on, on Rashad?
1: No, not, <sighs> not, not really. anything that wasn't already said. Yeah. I'm I still really like him, obviously. And yeah, I
0: think it's important to just buy into talent sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah. everything's been and touched on mostly for me. Anyway. I feel
1: like if you if you have him like Nick said, don't do anything drastic. I, w- I would for be sure. holding him. You can't sell him now because you don't know what his value is. So I would just hold him. And I think he's going to produce eventually. Like like Nick said, like that offense might be completely different next year when they're all healthy. So definitely wait for that.
3: Right. Yeah, and he hasn't even scored a touchdown yet. Like he's doing he's putting up all of his fantasy production with just only based off of catches and yards.
1: Mhm. That was something I, I found he, crazy when I looked at it.
0: I think he was like down like at the one. Oh, that at, made me and... so
3: upset. <laughs> yeah. My mental health hated that.
0: <laughs> Jesus. All right. I'm um, not going to go too deep into this. Uh, probably do just one or two more. Uh, we'll talk about someone who's been on the come-up recently, Amon Ross St. Brown. has uh, had pretty good uh, games back-to-back from the goofball himself. <laughs> um. The, here's my thing with Amon Ross St. Brown I really don't like Investing in the wide, slot wide Receivers because We see their Their fantasy output change Drastically year to year Based on other people In the offense I, I, Like Yes, he he is doing well right now, but he's strictly a slot receiver that is a fourth round draft pick. And I don't, he's doing well with the volume, but he's not like, I mean, he's not Jamar Chase levels of efficiency. So I think I'd be looking to sell, honestly, more than to buy. Me too. Um, Yeah, I agree. you could probably get like a second plus maybe for Amon Ross St. Brown or like get like a veteran who's not really producing right now. Someone like uh, uh and... I don't know, like Brandon Cooks. Something like that. That would actually yeah. be a pretty savvy move to make in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think
3: the best time to sell him would be bet- hopefully between like the end of the season, if he does like well enough and before the draft. Cause I'm pretty sure that the lions are going to draft a wide receiver with their first second pick and they really should. Yeah. So if they get like an alpha wide receiver, I don't know who would be there. Like Drake London, I would actually really love that for the Lions. Yeah. that will be good. Uh, but I think Amon Ross value would go pretty down if that happened, especially if they don't have the the quarterback confirmed. James touched on
1: this, but like he's a fourth round pick, and going back to the draft capital thing, like there's little to no investment there. I mean, a fourth is a fourth, like that's pretty valuable to NFL owners, but like it's not like Rondale Moore or Devontae Smith going up higher, and like Jalen Waddle and Jamar. Yeah, I can't
3: think of another, like, fourth or beyond round pick that's been relevant in, like, a long time for at-wide receivers. Well, Stefan Diggs is, like, definitely an anomaly. Um, Yeah. I don't know when he was drafted, like, 2015, 2016. Yeah,
0: but if you think of, like, the top 25, most of them are, like, in the first three rounds at least. Wide receiver-wise. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, I'd be looking to sell more than to buy a Monroe St. Brown.
1: Yeah, because um, owners of him probably aren't going to um, sell him for too cheap. Especially yeah. after the few good games he's put together.
0: Yeah. Um, anyone else you guys want to touch on or just mm-hmm. move on? Um, Does I was re- thinking about... I had Rondale
1: Moore, um, just because there was some buzz about him earlier in the season. Honestly, yeah, uh, like since that like boom game he had, I feel like from what I've seen, he really hasn't done all that much that's impressed me. No. There's some highs and lows, but like they just I just don't think he's like good for the long term. He's an undersized receiver and um he's getting a forty nine 40 snap share, and it's just that's not something that I'd want to look for in a receiver.
3: Yeah, that's snap share. I just want to say this really quickly. The snap share is really bad, also, considering that the Cardinals run a lot of four wide receivers out and five wide receivers out at once because they have, like, this air raid system. Mm -hmm. So, like, they just, like, are so deep at wide receiver right now that he just gets no opportunity. I think like Christian Kirk is always above him. Right. It goes back to my uh, my checklist that
0: I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, episode. Um, Yeah, I mean he's primarily slot slash like gadget receiver, Mm -hmm. and uh, he did have a deep cat or target uh, this game, but. Yeah. That's not gonna be something you can expect game to game. And a like he, he's definitely a fun player to watch, don't get me wrong, but like depending on what the Cardinals do with their wide receiver situation, like maybe they'll let AJ Green and Christian Kirk walk, but um yeah, I I don't know if he's a must sell like Amonra is, just because he is attached to Kyler Murray, but I'd probably be looking to sell more than to buy if that makes yeah. sense.
3: I think that he's a good hold and buy in the off season if like his value goes down. Just because they're with their wide receiver room and like tight ends, like they're all really old. Like DeAndre Hopkins is turning thirty next year. He's still going to be like slightly less DeAndre Hopkins, which is borderline all pro level. Uh, I actually kind of like Rondale more still. I don't know why he's not like getting more like snap involvement, because like if you watch the game today, he almost did have another deep catch. He kind of does get open deep. I don't know why he doesn't get snap share, but he's also like taking reps at running back. If you saw that. And just like yeah. that like versatility just reminds me of Debo Samuel. And now that I'm just like now I can't like I'm I keep trying to find the next Debo Samuel. And if mm. anybody else is the next Debo Samuel, like Rondale's not as big as him, but like that I would be on the lookout for a potential Debo new Debo Samuel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not like I said. He's not a must sell, but uh, maybe you'll have someone in your league that's like overly interested in Rondell Moore and that's willing to pay up. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I think that about does it for the uh, rookie class. Unless there's anyone else you guys want to mention.
3: Are you guys' thoughts on <laughs> Kadarius Tony? That's what I was wondering too. Uh, I
1: like him. I think there's potential with that big game he had, but, like, I would... Okay, so honestly, I would want him over Rondale Moore, but I wouldn't want him over, like, Rashad Bateman or Elijah Moore or Devontae Smith.
3: It's so tough for me. Like, I really, really like... one. The one thing that I, like, value the most in wide receivers is just general athleticism and just uh so just like speed strength just like the bare minimums and just like how shifty you are because mm-hmm. like the the wide receiver like i think of when i think of shiftiness is like is Devonte adams because if you just look at him on the line like he can go at anywhere any moment and i think yeah. darius tony is like even more i think he's the shiftiest person in the nfl especially in the open field so like I feel like he really does have that, like, ceiling. I'm not going to say he has Devontae Adams' ceiling, but, like, hey, what my favorite quality is, and he's the best at it, like, I really think that he could be special, but, like, he the dude's just kind of made of glass. I'm not going to give him the injury-prone, like, injury-illness-prone tag yet, but, like, he cannot go out and play a game of football know what's going on it it must be
1: something with that giants locker room
3: yeah like the giant they have to get these people out of new york or something (laughs) (laughs) but that that is
1: another thing they have it's like the cardinals they have so many options there it's like you want to see what happens with that receiver room next year
3: yeah like i'm not afraid of darius Slayton. i'm not afraid of john ross i'm not afraid of Really, any. I'm not even afraid of Kenny Dolliday. Like, that guy's kind of washed somehow. I'm sorry. But, uh, so I think he could still be like a number one option. I just don't trust the Giants. So I think talent, I think this is kind of like Rashad Bateman, where in the future, talent will win out. But I don't think he'll be producing that much time soon, especially if Daniel Jones is just kind of who we think he is. I mean, they did just fire Jason Garrett at OC. So maybe they'll like realize and start using their first round pick more, but I would say he's a hold. Uh, if somebody still values him really high, like in another league, I basically traded him for the equivalent of Travis Kelsey, uh, which was pretty nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I think unless you can get like really good value, uh, I would hold on to him for a bit, but not expect that much production for a little bit.
0: Well, I'm not huge on Kadarius Tony. He's a, he's largely the same from uh, as Rondale Moore for me. They're both pretty much strictly slot players. Um, pretty much the only, the two good games that. Tony had was when like literally every other pass catcher for the Giants was dead, like no Kenny Galladay, no Sterling Shepard, no uh, Darius Slayton, no Saquon Barkley. Uh, I don't even know if Evan Ingram was was playing. So there's like literally no one, um, and he he looked really good those games, but again like. What happens when you put those guys back out? And I think they all played a game together, and Kadarius Cotone got like one target the whole game. Now, it could be injury-related. Li- I don't want to look too much into that, but it is worth noting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, the only thing keeping me afloat with Rondell Moore is that he's attached to Kyler Murray. So when you take that away with Kadarius Tony, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm too low. Maybe I'm overthinking it a bit. But I, I wouldn't sell right now. Um, but I, I'd, I don't think I'd want to buy either into Kadarius Tony.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not buying him right now. I still think like the people that have them like value them a little more than I do, so I'm just holding.
0: Yeah. My probably my buy low right now, according to Keep Trade Cut again. I, I do all my market value uh things according to Keep Trade Cut because it is crowd sourced. But I mean, yeah. for me, it, it's clearly AJ Brown, <clears throat> wide receiver nine. That doesn't even sound low. Or he's wide receiver eight now. He went up a little bit. That doesn't even sound low. That's still criminally low for AJ for him. Yeah. When you look at his age adjusted uh, wide receiver seasons, they are historically great. Um, I mean, what he's able to do in terms of like efficiency and like downfield playmaking. Is ridiculous, and then you add in his like actually elite yards after catch ability. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you can trade an older veteran like like a Cooper Cup for him right now, I think I'd I'd be willing to do that. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely, definitely.
0: So i I understand a j brown you know this season hasn't really gone his way injuries
4: um dropping the football um they just another
0: message but he, he was you know dropping the football, but he still gets open like against coverages at an elite level mm mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's A.J. Brown. Like, yeah, just just get him while he's cheap.
1: Don't overthink it, basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was the wide receiver six in point, points per game last year.
1: The only thing with A.J. Brown for me, and I'm kind of going against my advice here of not overthinking it, I don't want to label him as uh, injury-prone yet, but, like, it is just a little concerning with the knees. Like... <laughs> I, I would watch it, but I still think he's worth buying for sure.
0: Right. Yeah, that's definitely a concern, but I think it was a pretty significant surgery that he got. So, like, maybe it's just lingering from that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't. I don't know. But I'm just speculating. Um, but definitely next season will be something to monitor for him but I mean right now he's he's a smash buy right now
2: absolutely definitely
0: any lows that you guys uh, like right now
1: I' have a few listed but uh I wrote the one I like the most is Michael Gallup right now um, I love
0: Michael Gallup yeah
1: because I've I think he's going to leave Dallas next year, and he's a very talented receiver, actually. I think he's only 25 years old, so I, I think you should definitely do that if you get the opportunity. Especially because he's come... I don't know. I don't think he's missed time this year, has he?
0: Uh, he had a calf injury earlier okay. in the season. Oh, did he? Well, yeah.
1: well, even yeah. with Amari Cooper coming back, he hasn't been doing very much like fantasy-wise. I mean, he had a really good touchdown catch against the Saints if you watch that, but, like, I think it's the perfect window to buy him low.
0: Yeah. He reminds me a lot of, like, Rashad Baven, honestly. I don't think he's as good talent-wise, but, like, they they make very similar, like, ridiculous catches. Mm-hmm. If you can trade one of the guys we mentioned, like, a Kadarius Tony a Rondell Moore for Michael Gallup. I think that might be something I'm looking to exploring, at least at this point.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel like you could get a little more than just Michael Gallup because it is a buy low. Yeah. With, like Rondale Moore and uh Kadarius Tony, I feel like a lot of people value him more than they should anyways. So <laughs> I feel like you could get more than just Michael Gallup for them. Like yeah. not much more, but like more. No pun intended oh, with Rondale right. Moore.
0: <laughs> Another buy low, uh, Elijah Moore. I don't know if it's technically a buy low, but buy at value. I guess because I just think that value is gonna
2: just going to keep going up a lot.
1: I I think it's a buy low with the injury because yeah. I feel like he did have those like. Boom games, but like I don't think that's enough to like shoot his value up to where it should be right now. R- so R- I think like there's definitely gonna be people undervaluing him.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, think Chase Claypool might be an interesting buy low. He was one I was gonna mm-hmm. talk about, yeah, because uh, if you look definitely... at his athletic measurables, I mean this dude is like he's crazy
2: insane. Six foot yeah. four, uh 4'4", four, four, 40 time. Uh, let me look at his uh,
0: – where is his, his – size-adjusted uh, speed score is in the 99th percentile. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. Um,
1: he had a good rookie season, too. And I know that, like we talked about earlier this year, how it was like four of the touchdowns were in one game. But it was like still a good rookie season.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: With Big Ben as his quarterback. And, and that's Deontay the big Johnson thing. Uh,
2: Deontay Johnson is lowering his value this year because Claypool is the vertical threat. He's that deep threat that's on that team. So, of course, uh, for Big Ben, who can't really get his arm to throw that way anymore, he's going to f- always focus on Deontay Johnson. And now if uh, you know Big Ben already announced that this is going to be his last season with the Steelers, and Pittsburgh being the big target for probably the two most uh, expected free agents in quarterback uh, this year being Rodgers and uh, Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Either one, either one of them going there is going to improve that uh, ability to throw it deep, which will definitely boost Claypool's production. And uh, there's not being uh, with uh if they go after, you know, linemen or a uh, cornerbacks in this draft, which that's, two of their biggest needs besides quarterback for Pittsburgh. I think it's definitely going to be able to boost Claypool's game.
1: I feel like what I'm not even worried about Pittsburgh with quarterbacks. Like if they get, let's just like say they got Kenny Pickett because a lot of people like that idea yeah. goes a pit. Like I'd still love Claypool. Like really any QB who can toss the ball more 18, than 10 15 yards. yards. Yeah. Yeah. That, That would get me excited for Chase Claypool. So now would be a good time to buy low if you're going to buy low ever.
2: And I think uh, Um, another one that me and Alex were talking about was Allen Robinson.
1: Yeah. I like him.
2: Because he's on franchise tag right now, right?
1: He is. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Because they couldn't get the long term deal worked out. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, I think he's going to be leaving Chicago. And even if he signed a deal with them, Matt Nagy is going to be gone. So that's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Going back to Claypool, I th- even, even if you're not a huge believer in the talent, I think it's a good opportunity to get some return on investment. Because like, if you invest in him now, I mean, he's kind of having a whatever season in terms of fantasy. Mm -hmm. You know Pittsburgh is going to bring in another quarterback. And if that quarterback is even decent at throwing a deep ball, like the Chase Claypool hype will get, I don't want to say out of control this summer, but it's definitely, (laughs) it's definitely going to get up there. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah, we were. I'm all the hype's already getting out of control for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maple Tron hype will, uh, will get, uh, Get a little insane. And I don't and I, really yeah.
2: I don't really know if uh it's gonna do anything, but his diva behavior last on Thursday night may like make him iffy in some people's eyes. Cause I know some people like really focus on that sort of behavior.
0: Well, it's already think, decreased his value a little
2: bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was saw gonna that.
1: say I've I've seen so much chase claypool slander over the past twenty four hours.
2: Yeah. So, this is, like, the best time to go after him.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. No.
2: Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, it's just like you said, James. Like, there's almost no reason to not believe in, like, the athleticism and stuff. Just with his, like, measurables. Mm He's just, he's a specimen.
0: Absolutely crazy. I mean, we're talking, like, DK Metcalf level athlete here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What's his uh Sorry. what's the size of his hands? Like I'm trying to find that. Like what's the no measurement? Idea. I don't
0: think they're anything crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I uh I guess r- while Michael's finding that, like I had uh, nine a
0: nine and, few seven more eyes, inches, which and is
2: seven 8
0: inches. Nine second percentile. So nine, that's pretty yeah, good. Good. That's not, like, crazy elite, but, like, that's obviously 82nd percentile. Uh,
1: Another receiver, real quick, that I was, like, thinking of, you guys might disagree with me, but I was thinking, like, Curtis Samuels of low. I still, I'm still part of the Curtis Samuel hype train. I think, like, bad QB play and play calling is, like, and he's returning from a groin injury. Like, I think it's just, he's had a really, like, off season. Cause you look at the production he put up in Carolina. It was really good. Actually. He's still only like 25. So I'd look into buying him.
0: According to keep trade cut. You can trade Jarvis Landry for Curtis Samuel. One for one.
1: I would do that (laughs) so quick. Like sending Jarvis Landry.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Curtis Samuel, uh, he's, he's a good player. Uh, I just need to get – I just just need, like, any quarterback who's not Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Heineke's not horrible, but, like, for fantasy, he's, like, the devil.
1: He's the worst-case scenario for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have Big Ben. Like, for my – I mean, look at Deontay against Terry.
0: All right, speaking of devil quarterbacks, uh, time to get into maybe controversial, maybe isn't the word, but the debatable aspect, the the sell highs. Uh, so I have some pretty big names on my sell highs. Uh, first of all, uh, Jerry Judy. This kind of hurts because I had Jerry Judy pretty high in the off season, but with them re-signing Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, what are you going to get out of Jerry Judy? Like, be realistic. What, yeah. What's yeah. going to happen with Jerry they,
1: Judy? They still have Noah Fant too, and, and KJ Hamler. Oh yeah, and Alberto
0: and Javante Williams, who's a pretty good receiving back. Right. Like, I, I think people need to realize the reality of most situations versus, like, oh, it's Jerry Judy. Eventually, he'll figure it out. Like, it's okay to do that with someone like Rashad Bateman because Bateman, you know, he's kind of per- he personal. He's a lot cheaper than Jerry Judy to acquire. Mm-hmm. And he he has shown that, you know, elite-level upside. and I don't... Dare Judy just hasn't done that consistently. He's getting targets now, like, whatever. Um, but, I mean, he's not really doing that much for fantasy. And another he... thing I see... Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, like, he has a much higher... Uh... Sample size and Rashad Bateman, too. So, like, you know, like, he's had time to improve, basically. I know he was hurt for a lot of this year, but, like, he had all of last year. And, like, I'm not giving up on Judy, but that's something to consider.
4: Like,
5: Rashad's a rookie. Thing,
0: yeah. yeah. I think another thing <clears throat> that drives up guys like Judy's value is the idea that, like, Denver's going to sign Aaron Rodgers going to trade for Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. I get that I get that And it absolutely could happen But the thing is We are so terrible At predicting what these elite NFL players are going to Where they're going to go in the offseason Yeah like At this point it's probably more likely That Aaron Rodgers stays with Green Bay Than he goes to Denver Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're looking at, you know, quarterback improvement, I don't think assuming he's going to get an elite level QB is a fair assessment to make. Uh, another guy for the same reason. This really hurts because I, I love this guy so much, but. Harry McLaurin. Oh, God. A tough thing look, to look at. Look, I... And this is kind of kicking a dead horse, but because he's put up a fat goose egg this week. Um, but... Man. Look, Harry McLaurin is valued at wide receiver
4: 18, which is below hold
0: on let me actually pull up the wide receiver rankings uh,
1: it's kind of a similar situation to Judy just like you can't assume right. that Washington's going to get an elite QB I guess we could have said the same thing about Claypool but like you really with fantasy we're we are terrible at predicting this stuff so I right.
4: don't want to assume that. Right. At I think
0: at value, like I would almost at this point rather have Brandon Ayuk at value than Terry McLaurin. I would definitely rather have Marquise Brown at value than Terry McLaurin. And I might even want Amari Cooper at value, more than Terry McLaurin.
1: I I agree with Amari Cooper. I don't know about the other ones, but like the thing is, we were just talking about how old he is. It's not like he's like 23 or 24, you know? I think you guys said he's 26 or 27.
4: 26.
1: That's like, it's not old, but like the career clock's ticking,
2: you know? Like, what is it? The average lifetime of an NFL wide receiver is what? Five years? Six years?
0: Well, they can
2: for like to production, I mean,
0: they can continue to have wide receiver one seasons up until they're age thirty two yeah. on average. Yeah. I mean you still have like what, six five, six years, but I mean if Washington's not gonna get a competent quarterback like you're just left with a uh, low-end wide receiver too that you that like you paid like low-end wide receiver one prices for pretty much yeah mm-hmm.
1: it sucks because he is so talented but like you it's like you touched on with uh the pre who was the previous sell high I'm sorry I'm drawing Judy more. Jerry. Judy yeah it's like you just gotta like realize the um realness of the situation and stop playing with the what ifs.
0: Right. And it's all about like uh I'm not saying burn Terry McLaurin off your roster. Like hmm. could he get uh an elite quarterback to throw him the ball and he becomes like a high end wide receiver one? Yeah, sure. But the, Do you want to take that the chance the likelihood of that happening is very slim versus someone like Amari Cooper, who already has an elite quarterback, throwing it to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get like a point I wanted to make. Um, what with Terry McLaurin, it's like, what's your window to win? Because he, you're paying wide, re, low end wide receiver one for him. And like, that's a high price. So you're basically like your window to win. It's like any time in that six years, like say he plays till he's 32, you're giving yourself six years there and like who knows if he actually gets a quarterback and becomes that low-end receiver one you paid for. Like if you sell him now, you might get someone that like can actually help with your chances of winning at all one or two like in the next few years. Like it's really important to evaluate your team like that, I feel like.
0: Right, like you're not going to get... Pretty much anything this year, if you're buying, because Taylor Heineke, he's like, he hates fantasy football, clearly.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And then, like, next year, what if Washington, you know, drafts a rookie? Well, then you got to go through the typical rookie struggles. I mean, look at all the rookies this year, they all suck, all the rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Then Terry McLaurin is attached to that. And then the next year, he'll be like 29. And that value apex, you know, usually the the apex of a wide receiver's value, dynasty-wise, is like that 28 range. And Terry yeah. Moore will be past that. And just something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, buying... uh, I was just going to say going with that, you talk about like selling high and buying low, like, basically sell high is our message
0: right if you, you can trade terry mclaurin plus a little bit for aj brown right now like that that would be that would be a good move to make in my yeah. opinion
5: i if you're trying to 100%. buy
0: terry mclaurin just throw in a, something a little smaller like a little small extra piece and just get aj brown yeah. A.J. Brown has been a dominant wide receiver in this league. they am not saying McLaurin hasn't, but, like, it hasn't translated fantasy-wise. Like, his highest finished was... Oh, wow, this is a lot worse than I thought. Number 20 in points per game. I have, Honestly, I was expecting that to be higher.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really bad. Well, I mean... That just extends my point even further. Famers yeah. at home. Yeah. Where is AJ Brown wide receiver sixth in points per game last year? Just just some food for thought. Right. Well, um any more sell highs you guys want to mention? Uh
1: nothing crazy yeah, not, really.
2: There's nothing like, much that pops out to me, I think.
1: Like, I have, honestly, I have Hunter Renfro. I don't, I mean, like, you could argue that you should hold him for sure. But, I mean, like, his value, I feel like, is pretty high right now. And, I mean, you don't know who they're going to hire at head coach next year. You don't, like, it's pretty much the typical fantasy football. So, you don't know what's going to go on. So, like. If you weren't high on Hunter Renfro as a talent, maybe it isn't now the time to sell him for, like, if you can get Chase Claypool, I'd I'd definitely consider that.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I feel like a lot of people are looking at these games he's putting together right now, and, like, the context matters. Darren Waller really – I don't think he's been playing for the past couple weeks, has he?
0: No. He's been injured. He has an yeah, injury, I think.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, Henry Ruggs, he did things. That were despicable, to say the least. So, what what receiving options does Derek Carr have?
0: Right. Uh, another guy that's getting close to this sell-high category. He's not there yet, but I'm getting a little worried about DK Metcalf. Yeah. With with Russ, you know, the, the rumors are swirling that he's going to leave. Yeah. He's not doing much right now, as it is, even with Russ in the lineup. So, what's it gonna look like Once, without Russ? Yeah. I don't know. Again, he is ultra talented. I mean, everything we said with Claypool translated to DK and like enhance that a little bit because he's a little better than Claypool. Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, at the same time, if Russ leaves, his value is going to go down. Yeah. So
1: I don't for, know. For some people, drastically. Which like I think.
0: He, like, he might be at goes,
1: Apex now.
0: If If his value goes too down, too much, I might consider him a buy low. If Russ Lee Again he is ultra talented Right But again he's not a sell high now But he's getting close to that
1: You're watching him You're a little yeah. worried If you have him If
0: he can get a top 5 return I would probably Consider taking that But what's he valued at like Wide receiver 9 right now Wide receiver 10 at that point, I'm probably just holding, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I don't... There's no wide receiver below him that has his ceiling. I mean, Maybe, like... DJ Moore is another guy on that borderline sell-high uh, friend because, I mean, he just... His quarterback play is just yeah, so goddamn there's, there's
2: just such a question mark there in Carolina.
0: But yeah, everyone below him I mean, Chris Godwin, Diggs, Deontay, T. Higgins, maybe, DJ Moore. And they, they just don't have the athletic upside that DK Metcalf has. So.
1: I mean, honestly, with some of those guys, like, if you can get. Like, sell DK for them plus like something. I think yeah. that's worth doing. Like, T Higgins plus something. I own DK in our PFF Enjoyers League, and I would do that. Like, just with the rumors yeah. of Russ leaving, I love T Higgins for the future. He's a target machine. Yeah. And him and Burrow have incredible chemistry. So, like, someone like that, I would love to do DK for. I feel like that's a really realistic trade.
0: Yeah. So definitely monitor DK. I think at this point right now, I'd be more willing to sell DK than I was to buy.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: But if the value, like I said, if the value gets too low in the off season, if Russ does leave, um, I'm going to be pumping the buy DK Metcalf, uh, narrative I
2: guess
1: yeah
2: (laughs) yeah all right well I think think that's all that we have on our I think that's all we have on our list
0: all right well good talk today fellas Uh, I hope y'all either made the championship or got a really good draft pick or not (laughs) championship (laughs) made the playoffs or got a really good draft pick (laughs) um hopefully you did, we're not that in that middle yeah. chasm because <laughs> uh, that's not a good place to be but a dark abyss good luck in your fantasy playoff go win some money spend that money responsibly and uh, yeah we'll see y'all next time
2: see you guys